What is up, guys? This is Louie, and this is number two. Uh, today's movie is Ready or Not, directed by Matt Badinelli-Olpin and Tyler Gillett, written by Guy Bushick and Ryan Ryan Murphy, uh, starring Samara Weaver, Adam Brody, Mark O'Brien, uh, just to name a couple of them. Um, listen, before I jump into this review, I want to lay out some specifics. Um because multiple times I get the question, what makes a movie good or what makes a movie bad? And it's very tough for me to say that any type of movie is bad. Um, in my opinion, a movie can be poorly written uh, or poorly directed. Or the actors could have missed the mark when it comes to their roles. Uh, but does that make a movie bad? Myself, personally, I'm not sure. Um... Perhaps it's because I know the amount of effort uh, that it takes to make a movie. Listen, guys, it's a tough attempt to create a movie, and I think filmmakers deserve the benefit of the doubt regardless of how a film comes out. So give them give them the benefit of the doubt, guys. Um, with that being said, I personally don't define the term movie and film uh, the same way. Both words uh, are defined, I believe it's on Webster's, simply as a motion picture. Um, some have changed their definition of the movie uh, to a more literal thing by stating that the motion pictures that are captured on digital cameras are called movies, and the motion pictures that are captured on literal film are called, can you guess? That's right, film. Uh, there is obvious truth to that, uh, but... Kind of my working definition of the two is a bit different. Um, so stick with me here for a second, and I'll jump right into the review after this. But for future reference, this is going to be important, I promise. Um, when I watch a motion picture, I ask myself uh, a question. How has this motion picture changed my life? How has this motion, motion picture affected my point of view? How... Does the themes of this motion picture linger with me? And I guess to be a little melodramatic, I ask myself, has this motion picture changed my life? And if the answer to this question is yes, then I view it as a film. If the answer to this question is no, then I view it as a movie. Reminds me a little bit of this. A friend of mine by the name of Vince um, or Vin, or Vinny, or Vincenzo, um, I would always mess with him and say, I'm going to watch a film, and he would say, oh, just a more classy movie, and that's exactly what I like to think of it, right, it's kind of a more classy, it lingers with you, it's more, uh, bougie, I guess you would call it, I don't know, um, but last week, I reviewed a movie, uh, it didn't necessarily change my life, and it, but it did provide some entertainment, um, and thankfully so, because if it was not entertaining, that would have been boring and a long three hours. Uh, and this week is no different. We have another highly entertaining movie that had some great laughs, that had some suspense, suspense moments, uh, but also had some cringe-inducing moments. And I'm not going to talk about it in this review, but if you see the movie, you'll know exactly what I'm speaking of so let's start with what didn't work for me 
Uh, and it's very few, if I'm being completely honest. I think the only thing that didn't work for me was uh, the genre of the film. The premise, in my opinion, is and was a fun one. Uh, girl joins a weird rich family that has a tradition of playing a game every time someone in the family gets married. And depending on the game you select, you might get murdered. Um, in my opinion, that makes for a pretty interesting elevator pitch. And what the filmmakers decided, uh, what the filmmakers decided that was best was to make the movie a cross genre between horror and comedy, maybe some mystery mixed in between. Um, but it was clear that the main genre of the movie was comedy. Uh, and as a result to this, I believe that the comedic moments affected <clears throat> affected the shock value of any of the horror moments that were to happen. Um, listen, I don't necessarily believe that they made a mistake. Uh, I would just wonder what the story might have looked like if they leaned all in on one specific genre. It's obvious. Uh, it obviously you know, would have been a completely different movie. And especially if they embraced the horror aspect fully, it would have been truly terrifying. Um, but that's my opinion. And with that, I think one final thing that I would say uh, is that the length of the movie was a bit short. And I say it's short because there were a lot of elements within the overall story that I wish we could have seen on the screen. Um, I wish we could have seen more of Daniel and Alex as kids, uh, or we could have had a scene where we see Grace as a kid, or maybe uh, contrast the two radically different childhoods that Grace and Alex had. Um, it would have been cool to see how the two met. Um, would have been cool to see what caused Alex to kind of run from his family and his home, um, and maybe even go all the way back to when this whole tradition started and all of these things are of course alluded to in the movie uh <coughs> man but it might have been great to see some of these things on the screen so obviously not all of them because then that makes for a four-hour movie and believe me after watching it nobody would want that so some of the things that i think worked for me man the music I loved the way that they bookended um, two very different. They bookended the movie with two very different renditions of Love Me Tender. We have a Nat King Cole-esque version to open up the film where we see Grace kind of sitting and waiting for her marriage ceremony to begin. And then right at the end, we hear the same song, uh, but in a Joan Jett-esque version to wrap up the movie as we see the blood bathed grace just sitting on the mansion steps at the house as the house is engulfed in flames um and a side note a close second for my favorite line in the movie came at the end where the police asks what the hell happened here and her response is golden when she just basically says in-laws that's classic um also, segueing right into it, a uh, great usage of Beethoven's classics. Um, 
Symphony number nine in D minor and Sonata number seven in D major. I think having the butler imagine himself as a conductor and then having that be his eventual downfall, man, that was a nice little touch. Um, Lastly, with music, that song, um, Hide and Seek, I think it's called the Hide and Seek song. Man, it was creepy. Oops, sorry about that. It was creepy. Um, and yeah, there is nothing more creepy in my opinion than taking a childhood element and putting a sick, weird twist to it. And the song does that, which kind of going back to what I said earlier, I think it furthers my argument that if the filmmakers went full horror on this movie, man, it could have been truly terrifying. Um, Let's also highlight, I think, something that worked for them was the acting. Um, So I want to highlight some performances real quick. Adam Brody, uh, he played Daniel. You probably know him and are familiar with him, or maybe you were sitting there and thinking, man, who is this guy? He looks so familiar. He played Seth from the OC. Uh, But, man, I I think he did a pretty good job. Um, I also think he played a conventional role for himself. Uh, It wasn't a role that seemed to stretch him too much as an actor, uh, but he performed the role faithfully to the script, so that's why I think you have to highlight him. Um, Melanie uh, Scarfano, uh, she played Emily. Um, this was the first time I ever heard of her, and man, her comedic timing was pretty solid, uh, and that's why, yeah, sometimes comedic timing is pretty tough to pull off, but John Rolston, who played the butler, man, that dude plays a pretty convincing creep. And, guys, I hope that he's truly acting and he's not playing a natural role like Adam Brody. Um, Lastly, and, man, this is a lastly, the beautiful Samara Weaving. Weaving? Yeah, Weaving. She played Grace. She carried this movie. Um, And although I'll probably never watch this movie again... um, Man, I'll definitely keep my eyes peeled for what she has coming out soon. So um, let's put a bow on this thing. Uh, Out of 10, I'd have to rate this bad boy a solid 6.9. It was a good idea, uh, and I think it had and has potential to be remade into something very funny or something highly suspenseful and terrifying. Uh, But both, in my opinion, um, it just didn't work. Favorite quote in the movie has to come from Daniel. When he tells Grace, don't take it personally. They're just trying to figure out if you're a gold-digging whore. You know, like my wife is. Perfect. Solid. Well, friends, time flies when you're having fun. See you guys on the other side. Bye-bye.